break out the carrot sticks and natural yogurt. No artificial hormones added. It's time for the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Dr. Lewis and Janet have a long history of helping people achieve their maximum potential. While Janet is a certified natural health consultant with a unique perspective of alternative and complementary nutrition. Dr. Lewis stays current on the latest research pertaining to nutritional supplements and optimum health. Paramount to their educational journey was their trip to China while studying Chinese medical doctors. Dr. Lewis and Janet know the importance of proper nutrition in the healing process and maintenance of the human body. Get ready to gain a healthy perspective on life. This is the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Welcome to this week's show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. He's your natural thyroid specialist, and we are located in Texas under doctorsnutrition.org. We've got a very exciting show for you today called One Degree of Change, where we're going to discuss with you how to make little simple changes to your diet where you can make big progress with your health. So many little things that people may or may not realize, but we thought we'd go back to just the basics and kind of give you a... uh, just some general guidelines to help you make better food choices and cooking choices and all of that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So how many of you have read several different uh, diet books and been confused? Because if you'll notice all the research out there, there's so many conflicting reports about everything, not just diet. You know, this is good. This is bad. Uh, we're going to get more into the thyroid on later podcast. But first of all, I think we need to learn to eat correctly because, you know, some of these diet books, uh, Ornish people says it's too much fat. Atkins people say it's too many carbohydrates. The juice people say it's too much soda. And the soda people think it's lack of exercise. And it goes on and on and on. And then you have your vegans and vegetarians. Uh, I personally like the Atkins paleo primal stuff because in my opinion if you go low glycemic by cutting the carbs way way back uh, you increase the fat amount good fats which we're going to talk about in a minute uh, then your body gets used to burning fat instead of burning the glucose from the carbohydrates and generally speaking most people will lose twice as much weight on an atkins paleo primal diet than they do on anything else and then you got your South Beach. I mean, you know, I've read many, many dozens of books. They're all good because they teach you the very thing that Janet and I are going to talk about in today's show. Right. There are five uh, key changes that I guess is a good place to start. To um, We can just address number one about removing bad fats and replace them with good fats. Um, could you tell us exactly what kind of fats you're talking about to remove and what we should be replacing them with? Hydrogenated, partially hydrogenated trans fats. And you have to be aware, folks, that even though some foods, some processed foods say zero trans fats, our Food and Drug Administration, according to some experts, say that our FDA allows them to put trans fats in and call them zero fats. So the point here is... Stay away from processed foods. If it has, you know, there's another, you know, there's all kinds of so-called experts. And again, they say conflicting things. So you have to find out the expert that you want to follow, which I think Janet and I are good because we don't listen to this side or this side. We 
put every piece of your puzzle into the equation to figure it out, and that's why we use the low-cost lab work. But if it's packaged, pretty much leave it alone. If it's in a box, you know, boxes are good for catching cats. You throw a box down, a cat magically appears. So, you know, if, it, if your food's coming out of a box, it's usually really, really bad for you. Well, I think it's kind of interesting. There is a, a simple acronym to use to remember which fats are best for you, and we call it BACON. And no, it doesn't mean to eat bacon, the bacon, fat. Bacon, 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 bacon. Not to eat the fat off of a, off bacon. Hey, 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 hey. But bacon stands for butter or ghee, because that's a good fat. Um, avocados is the egg or avocado oil. We C- do lots of avocados. C is coconut oil, cream, milk. Or O is olive oil or olives. Janet loves olives, but you have to mm. stuff them with jalapenos or garlic. Mm. And N is for nut oils. So I eat walnuts every time I get home at night. And, of course, she calls me a nut, but I don't think she means a walnut. But I do it for heart health so I can hang around longer and feel better. So you can remember to eat bacon for your good good fats. Uh, and there's actually some guidelines for cooking with fats. If you're going to use, you know, you got high heat, avocado oil, uh, coconut oil, grapeseed oil, peanut oil, sesame oil is the best for high heat cooking and then your medium heat oils are almond oil butter olive oil peanut oil or walnut oil and we use a lot of pecan oil also just because down here in the south from texas uh, down across the deep south uh, we janet and i usually pick it up in louisiana mississippi so pecan oil is great too Mm -hmm. right there along with walnut oil yeah it is and then the uh, low heat oils are your hemp oil fish oil Flaxseed oil, olive oil, which is the extra virgin, sesame oil, or any nut oil. So that kind of helps you with knowing which ones to cook with. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, well, you know, as I say, I like Atkins, Paleo, Primal, and that means eat a lot of meat. So I hate to say it, but some of the best meats you can eat is wild game, venison, and, you know, the elk and... I've killed a couple of elk. My daughter killed one one time. Uh, venison, and I've not shot a deer since 2005. I may never shoot another deer. I don't know. But we still have a lot of wild pigs here. Uh, so wild game, you know, ducks. And you know, we're getting geese down here in Texas, too. Um, lamb, which is not a very popular dish down here, but probably should be. But now when you're picking out, you know, your beef and chicken and turkey, it's better to go organic, grass-fed, free-range, antibiotic-free, and look for those things. Yeah, because they'll put one or one or so of those things on it, but then they may not be completely organic. Yeah, and, and the eggs, you know, they may say cage-free, but they don't tell you how big a space that uh, chicken has, or they may say free range. You may have a huge, huge hen house with 10,000 chickens, but they only have a 10 by 10 outside area, which you can't fit, you know, but about 100 chickens in there. So beware of the labels, and we're going to go into later and, you know, talk about that. But as much as you can, get the organic eggs from free range chickens or get to know your local farmer. And when I gave up my chickens, you know, my friend, he was going to feed them just any old chicken feed. Well, I called the uh, lady at the feed store and I said, I want you to sell him non-genetically modified organic stuff, just like my chickens have always had, because now that he has my chickens, 
And I said, he won't know the difference. <laughs> and my chickens are getting the good stuff, even though he doesn't know it. And he just brought us two dozen eggs today. So it does matter what you feed them, folks. Well, it's interesting that grass-fed and free-range meats offer many fatty acids that are missing in our sad American standard diet. Uh, so so when you're buying the free-range meats, then you actually get more of the essential fatty acid that you're supposed to have that you don't pick up in other meats. So that's one of the reasons why to buy them that way. You know, that's, that's a good point. And when you say grass-fed, you want to make sure it's from your neighbor and you know it's grass-fed, not grass-finished like some of the feedlot. Uh, cows are. Uh, what is the grass finish? They uh, what does that mean? They finish them off on grass once they. Yeah, they've been in the feedlot, you know, uh, knee deep in their own excrement. Uh, over and in West Texas and New Mexico, when you drive by, you have to hold your breath for an hour or two, depending on which way the wind's blowing. So they carry them to the grass to get uh, finish eating before they kill them, so it looks like they're healthier. Just just so they can have that label on oh, it. Oh wow! And you know, one of the reasons why obesity is not nearly as much of a problem, say in Australia and New Zealand, is because they do much, much, much more grass-fed uh, beef lambs, goats, and chickens, and that produces in the meat something called CLA, or conjugated linolenic acid, and, you know, we sell it as a supplement, and some people take it, and oh, all of a sudden, they start losing a little bit here and a little bit there, because it begins to help your body burn fat, and that's why I like the Atkins Paleo Primal, because the more fat you eat, the more fat your body burns, and I've seen so many different food diaries from people that says, but I'm taking your stuff and I feel wonderful, but I'm not losing any weight. And when you send me a food diary, the ones that are eating very, very healthy, but they're not necessarily eating correctly to lose weight. They'll be high in fruits, which is sugar, uh, moderate in carbohydrates because they've cut it back. And I said, well, you've got to go low fat. And, you know, one of the key things in losing weight is eat good stuff, but eat half as much of it. People look at us and say, holy cow, the Lewises don't eat that much. Well, it's not like I'm skinny. You know, I'm still a few pounds overweight, 178 and 5'10". And I'm not going to say what I am. Janet's actually pretty thin. Janet could lose some more, too. We could have a plate of food and be fine. Yeah, and Janet's thinner, lower body fat. But, you know, I, I could stand to lose 10 pounds. But And I do, as soon as I up the fat intake and eat lots and lots and lots of green vegetables and lots of avocados, which is full of fat, you know, put, uh, I don't know, we eat a lot of butter. Uh, and there's, there's something about not eating heavy at night after yeah, 6 o'clock. Yeah. You really can lose more weight and feel better and sleep better if you will not eat heavy after 6 o'clock. And good the right amount of good deep sleep actually reduces your stress hormones, which reduces weight. So good you, sleep. One of the ideal protein choices, they say, is beaver. Have you ever had beaver? Nope. I haven't either. I've eaten, I, I thought I'd only not eaten possum, but I've never eaten a beaver no, either. I can't even imagine. I don't know where they eat beavers, probably up north or something, but Texas, we don't really eat beavers. Yeah, but we're getting a lot of beavers around here. Uh, I see them on the side of the road by the Sabine River or Caddo Lake or Lake of the Pines. Maybe Louisiana. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what they eat down there? I, I had a friend. <laughs> he brought some gumbo one time. We were roofing a house up in Dallas after the major hailstorm many years ago. And I said, hey, George Joffrey, what is this? He said, you don't want to know. And so we ate it, and it was absolutely, oh, my God, delicious. And he said, that was 
swamp rat. Mm. I said, what do you mean swamp rat? He said, nutria. That's like a beaver with a rat tail. And it's like, well, it tasted good. but <laughs> So if you're a vegetarian or now wishing you were a vegetarian. Or you're nauseous. Yes. Uh, we do offer a package that has a lot of these products in there for health and, you know, for your nutrition and to help you lose weight and to get on a better diet if you don't um, particularly have a good diet at all so uh, if you can't seem to find time to cook like this says and you just want to take some things that help make you a little bit healthier we call it our live it up package to help you live it up yeah we have a lot of people that have bought that and they'll call back in a month say oh my god i really feel better sleep better poop better and have more energy yes it does not require lab work it's something you can purchase on our website at doctorsnutrition.org it's drsnutrition.org it contain, contains Allzyme, which is actually our featured product of the day. Uh, Allzyme is a, something to help you break down those foods. So if you're eating these good things like we're talking about, but you still feel like you have uh, problems with belching, bloating gas, just not just not eliminating properly. Even if you don't have those symptoms, the chances are really high that you need extra digestive enzymes anyway. Yeah, so Allzyme takes care of that. Flora Plus, because everybody needs to replace the good bacteria in their guts with, or replace the bacteria in their guts with good, which is the <laughs> Flora Plus that helps uh, re-inoculate the gut like putting good fertilizer in your soil. And, and they do a lot of work, uh, actually help improve thyroid function, which, you know, I'll get to at a later date. And like I said, if you can't cook with those good oils, we have them available in a capsule called Omega uh, EPAs. And And you need to do that anyway. You can't get too many Omega-3s. They're full of the good essential fats, and that comes with the package, as well as daily stress uh, capsules. They're full of all kind of things that help eliminate stress and make your mind flow easier and make people around you look nicer and no ladies you can't rub daily stress on your husband and make it go away (laughs) you have to give it to him unknowingly in his coffee or something or you take it just to be in defense of him (laughs) and finally the last product on it is mega bites one it's a multivitamin and it's got a little bit of everything we call it the kitchen sink multivitamin we've thrown everything in there so people want to take one vitamin a day that's it. It's called Mega Bites One, and it all comes together in our Live It Up package. So um, if you want to start somewhere, start there because that's a really good place. And now we're going to get in number three of the one degree of change, which is replacing and reducing refined sugars in your diet. There's a lot of people that come in here and tell us they drink diet drinks every day trying to lose weight. They do Splenda. Sucralose, Sucralose, aspartame, and that stuff causes cancer, and it also messes with your thyroid. If your thyroid goes bad, hey, you're sluggish, you're moody, you gain weight, could cause your heart to not function correctly. So, and other things like high fructose corn syrup that seems to be hiding in many of our products that you don't even realize. Keep your kids off of it. Read the labels, folks. Yes, you'll see like ketchup and things like that have high fructose corn syrup in them. Or even applesauce. We were looking one time and out of about 12 different choices, we only found one applesauce that didn't have high fructose corn syrup in it. Yes, and, you know, I was just going to buy some um, tomato relish. You would think it would just have tomatoes, and it was pickled in vinegar or something like that, and it was all healthy. Well, I looked on there. It had high fructose corn syrup in it, and I thought, so So you think you're eating healthy or buying something healthy, 
and then it actually has these hidden sugars in there that were sabotaging you from your weight loss goals. And then you get the mercury from your high fructose corn syrup, which fries your brain cells uh, and can cause all sorts of cancers. Um, so they say that the American Heart Association, American Heart Association, has stated. That most American women should eat or drink no more than 100 calories per day from added sugars. And most American men should eat or drink no more than 150 calories per day from added sugars. So that's roughly six teaspoons a day for women and nine, nine teaspoons a day for men of sugar. And that's still too much. Yeah. You know, again, you've got to get more fat in so your body begins to burn fat, not sugar. So are there some natural um, sugar alternatives so that we can enjoy something sweet every now and then yeah you can do a little bit of stevia and i don't think a large amount of stevia is a good thing and there are some stevias that have been um, adulterated you have to be very very careful which brands you buy so make sure it's just straight stevia some people like to sweeten with bananas which you know if you've got a blood sugar problem bananas are like an average of 55 grams of carbohydrates per banana so if you've got high blood sugar and need some weight loss bananas are not a really good choice and some people use dates it's like yeah geez we don't see that here we're not in the middle east where they have them a lot but my favorite is local honey and hey guess what janet's just bought me a whole bunch of beehives a whole bunch to me i think we've got six six coming something like that plus the three i used to have one of them died so i'm learning how to uh, be a beekeeper or a bee tender we're not sure which are they keeping me but uh, i'm getting really excited about it um, because the local honey is really really good and one of these days i might have a hundred hives i don't know yeah and i like coconut sugar Oh, yeah, that's a good I think that's really a great one to sweeten with also. Again, you can overdo it. Any of the sweeteners, just because they're natural, doesn't mean eat all you can. It just means it's a better choice. And Janet and I, pretty much in every beverage we have, from water to beer, we squeeze lime in it because even though that's a fruit, it contains no fructose. Lemon only has a very minimal amount of fructose in it. And that's why if you've got blood sugar issues and a little bit overweight, have to pretty much stay away from the fruits. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about replacing our grains with pseudo grains. And pseudo grains are seeds and grasses we commonly classify as grains, but are truly not. They're superfoods that that are high in protein and fiber and low on the glycemic scale, which means they won't raise your sugar so much. And some of the pseudo grains that you can add into your diet are like buckwheat, quinoa. Yeah, teff, millet, wild rice, amaranth. Yep. You know, if you're going to do a grain, you know, do barley or rye in a beer. Don't eat that stuff. It's not good for you. Rye and rye bread is not good for you. It's not good for you in a beer either. I'm tongue in cheek, sort of teasing. Yeah, they, uh, the majority of grains are associated with inflammation in your body. And be aware of how they sell some of this stuff because, you know, there's been a big push on... Well, if you eat oatmeal, it will lower your cholesterol by 15 points in two or three months. Well, folks, your cholesterol can vary 20% day to day. And high cholesterol is usually a problem with your liver, your thyroid, some of your endocrine system, and your GI tract. So it's not so much what's in your diet as long as you stay away from the sugars and the carbs. 
And grains are actually associated uh, with a variety of digestive issues in some people. I happen to be one of those people. And, you know, one of the grains to avoid is popcorn. I love popcorn. You know, and I even buy it organic. Organic, non-genetically mm-hmm. modified, but she does a very small amount yes. of it. And she does sea salt, not regular table salt, and with the really good butter. Yeah. So it's less offensive. And, again, she's pretty thin, so it's she's not overdoing it. Yeah, um, but that is actually one of the grains you should avoid is corn and popcorn. Wheat, rye, barley, oats, there goes the oatmeal, rice, sorghum, and bulgur cracked wheat. That just sounds vulgar, doesn't it? I know. Just don't eat it if it's got that vulgar word on there. (laughs) And the other problem with it, which most of you have heard, is most of the corn and soy grains are genetically modified in the United States. So to add insult to injury, it's not just because they're not a good grain for you. Now they're also sprayed or genetically modified, so then you've got all these things on there that create problems. You know, my question is, if they're so proud of their genetically modified organisms, why do they spend tens of millions of dollars to hide it and to keep the government from forcing them to label it as genetically modified? Folks, you know, one of the best things you can do, you know, plant seeds of health by supporting organizations that are fighting for your rights to know what's in your food. Yes, folks, it really matters because did you know that six years after the introduction of genetically modified grain, did you know allergies went up 216% in six years? And that's out of your GI tract. Have you noticed the GI tract is the common denominator in thyroid problems, obesity, heart disease, cancer, da 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 So genetically modified organisms, you need to do your small part to fight it or at least make these companies label them that way you have a choice because America's supposed to still be predicated on freedom. So have the freedom to make a choice. Oh, it's genetically modified. I'll buy it or I won't. Uh, I won't do it. It's like, "Mm, I think I'll pass. So GMOs, stay the heck away from it. Well, you know, people always say, I have a gluten intolerance, but did you know that there's a protein found in some processed grains that is helping people with their intolerance to gluten? And gluten, did you know, is about 40 times higher than it was just a few decades ago because of the way that we have genetically modified and because of the way we fertilize with NPK? 40 times more gluten? It hasn't increased the yield of the crop, which is what they said is the reason we want to genetically modify them. So it's not feeding the world, like they said. That's a, you know another pseudo-lie, like a pseudo-grain. So what happens if you eat them? Eating or overeating them on a regular basis can lead to elevated insulin levels and insulin sensitivity, so type 2 diabetes. If you're more than 10 pounds overweight, you have insulin sensitivity, and that's one of the lab... Uh, test that we added was insulin and it has the range but you need to be on the low end of the range it doesn't matter as well it does matter but that's another way of us figuring out is your glucose versus your a1c correct versus are you insulin resistant if you're insulin resistant then you're leptin resistant and you're not going to lose weight until you change that yeah let's talk a little bit about that lab because that lab is something that keeps us from guessing and if you're listening to this going well i'm not really sure if i'm doing this i'm trying to do it right but maybe i don't do it right 
the lab we do is so much more in depth than anything that you've brought from your doctor's office almost 100% of the time. Yeah. I mean, people will bring us lab, which is fine, but it's generally one or two panels. And it's things that you're asking for specifically that you think is wrong with you. But what if you really don't know what's wrong with you and you're guessing? So then the doctor's running a lab based on what you tell them. What if you're missing the boat altogether? You know, when we run the lab, we run 12 panels of lab. So we run those tests your doctor's running, but we also add things to it like iron. Because if your stored iron is too low or too high, you could have a problem with being anemic and can't get well and you're tired and you think that maybe it's these grains doing it and maybe you're, you've got an iron problem. Maybe you've got some sort of underlying virus. We, we run and check for that. We check your vitamin D levels with your sugars to see where you are. Like Dr. Lewis said, we not only check your glucose, which is, you know, just a day or two worth of your diet or eating well. A lot of people eat really great right before they go to the doctor. But we run something called an A1C that gives us a three-month insulin or glucose level to see what you're really doing. And God love y'all. It seems like we're getting younger and younger people that are catching on to health out there, and they are doing something about it before it becomes a problem. We have 30-year-olds that are telling us, like, can I run my lab and see what's going on? I am so proud of y'all for trying to take action yes. and change your health before it's too late. Yeah, you know, the society's talking about the millennials. Well, I had a 23-year-old young man in here yesterday. It's like, the millennials... You know, I'm a baby boomer. They're smarter than a lot of people give them credit for. Well, it, and then they come in and we run their lab. Well, their three-month blood sugar may look great. But like Dr. Lewis said, we run something called insulin. Because we've had people come in here and tell us, well, I eat, you know, at some of these fast food restaurants. I drink some of these energy drinks, you know. And their three-month blood sugar was always looking good. And we thought, well, what is going on that it always looks that way? And so, why are you 100 pounds overweight yes, while it looks that way? Yes. So we added insulin in. And then we were able to see, hey, boy, they are trying to wear this pancreas out. But it's still young enough that it's keeping up for now. But if they keep doing this... They're going going to be a diabetic right. down the road. So we can now see different areas of where you are with your health. So it's not just about running one or two panels. It's about running an entire overall picture of what's going on with you and giving you a plan of what to do to help keep you well. And Dr. Lewis does all of that for free. The only cost that you're out is the cost of the lab. And we can do the lab across the United States. So if you think, well, they're in Texas because I can hear that accent, <laughs> you're right, we are, but we have labs available across the United States. So go on our website to doctorsnutrition.org, drsnutrition.org, fill out the health survey, and let us start helping you having a life worth living. And I think the number five thing we need to talk about a little bit here is about drinking water. Because that's another thing that people really seem to tell me they don't like. And if they tell us they don't like water, that's one of the first signs to us that you're really sick. Because you're really supposed to be drinking water. Cokes, tea, coffee doesn't cut it even though there's water in some of it. It's not water. <laughs> and the water is actually, we always tell people to buy the stuff that's reverse osmosis. Uh, and if you're wondering what that is, it's a filtration, the way they filter it. Because you're, if you're drinking tap water, it's filled with so many chemicals, antibiotics, birth control pills, people throwing them down the 
uh, septic system. Yeah, they're finding fish now with antidepressants, and the fish are coming out of the ocean. So it's where that polluted. Right. So if you're drinking that water, you're trying to be healthy, but then you're drinking all these chemicals. It isn't really being advantageous to you. And now you're seeing all this stuff on the news about these water, the water that's contaminated in so many people's cities. Uh, we tell you to do re- reverse osmosis. It's something you can buy and put under your kitchen sink. Um, there are some water companies that sell it. You just need to read the label that says it's done with reverse osmosis filtration. So even though it's out of a plastic bottle, which is not good, it's still much better than tap water. And, you know, we'll talk to you about the, the real food pyramid if you want. You know, it's, it's not what uh, the government said it should be. There's actually a book called Death by Food Pyramid, but it should be greens, colored vegetables, proteins, water, fresh fruits, omega-3 fats, herbs, spices, organic teas, and coffee. Not I'm not talking about the food pyramid from Texas, which is beer, brisket, barbecue, and bluebell, but <laughs> shiner beer. Um, that's not the right food pyramid. So go to the natural one, which is heavy in the fruits, the vegetables, good, clean proteins, water, omega-3 fats. So there are some basic, there's three basic rules of food purchases. Um, your food should ideally have five ingredients or less. So if they're making up your food and it has all these different ingredients on there that you don't know what part of them are, you probably should avoid it. Yeah, MSG, we know it's bad for us since 1974, and there's about uh, 30 different names of MSG where they put it in and you don't know it's there. So try to avoid things with very many ingredients at all so what's a food that you're, you're saying well what's a food that doesn't have uh, uh what's five ingredients or less you know what we ate for supper last night yeah. which was uh avocado tomato onion garlic mm-hmm. and what else a little bit of slap your mama for a kick maybe and some lime juice oh lime that was it <laughs> <laughs> so basically lean meat fresh vegetables because they have less ingredients in them so that mm-hmm. would take you away from buying packaged foods, which are usually full of all kind of different ingredients. And then, you know, you just need to try to buy food as whole or as close to its original form as possible. Or as Janet always says, shop around the edges of the supermarket, not down the aisles, because the edges is where they have the the meat, the, the dairy, the fruits, the vegetables. Shop around there. And, you know, the experience. Beller pressed oils, you know, the oils that we talked about are very important. Right. And that would leave ice cream out too, huh? That's oh, okay. Is that around the outside edge? That's part of my food pyramid, <laughs> Bluebell. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you tuning in to this week's show. We hope you've learned something today. We're going to have a very exciting show for you again next week. It's going back into another part of the thyroid. It's very interesting, actually. So please tune in again next week right here on our show. We hope you have a very blessed week. Thank you very much.